0: are my friends come along with me see how the story ends what's <laughs> up it's your boys welcome back to the professional hippies podcast hey today um I got some things we need to talk to you about not not you dylan but i guess you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, the if you're new to our there? show uh we're the host <laughs> with the most i'm Colton. and this is dylan how have you professional hippies? Whatever professional means to you, maybe throw on a tie if you're going to listen to this, be professional. Maybe woo-woo, <laughs> you know them, especially if you're in Austin. You see them everywhere. You might have publicly seen them defecate in the street. I've seen it at least three times now. I'm not even kidding. That's a real stat. So, uh, how you been, buddy?
1: Oh, it's been one hell of a roller coaster, I tell you what, the past yeah. few weeks. Like, you know how they always talk about there's gonna be points in life where things are going great. You gotta enjoy those moments, right? And then there's gonna be those really hard dips sometimes. And that's where you learn a lot of things, right? That come along. And the past couple of weeks have just been like a real sinker of a lot of learning and and a lot of uh a lot of lows, but not low where they were like controllable. Just like things out of my control that I've just had to like handle. As they've come, you know, family issues, home issues, whatever it is, you know, dealing with life. It's been it's been one of those definitely like moments in life where you're like, you definitely got to enjoy the highs. But like sometimes there's just things where you just got to, you know, keep trucking along moments.
0: How do you feel like you handled it? You feel like... uh
1: I'm still handling it. That's the thing. Still handling it. Uh the family one, I feel like I handled it well. Um that was a, a life learner. It was uh, my grandmother passed away and being there for her and uh being with the family during all that time and kind of really got the f- see the full cycle of seeing the end. Um and it was kind of more of like a life learning situation, you know. When you're younger, you see things and you go to the funeral and and you're like, yeah, something, you know, that's part of life. People pass away. But when you kind of see it actually happening, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a whole different thing, you know, of like, oh, we're all going to kind of go through something like this. You know, we and it was she had her whole family there, which even brought it to the point of like, man, it's makes it so important that you want to have people there with you at the end. That really care about you and that really want to make sure you're comfortable, make sure you have the best and surrounded by family because, yeah, you, you just start thinking of like, what about those that don't have that? You know, it just gets, it starts kind of, you start thinking about that and you're like, oh, that's why it's always good to, you know, treat Treat people because you never know, you know, when that time's going to come. It's you always want to treat people. She, she was uh, I'll, just to talk about her real fast. She was like the perfect grandmother of, she was all about family. She was all about, you know, always walked in, gave you a hug, biggest smile. She loved to be spoiled by my great, my, by my grandfather. You know, she loved to do her shopping, but. If uh, if she wanted to get something for her grandkids that she knew it would make them happy, that was something she was going to make happen too. You know, so her her life's goal was to grow and build a family that she surrounded herself with, and she did that, and she set a great example. And so, going through that, and then going through you know setting up the funeral arrangements, learning that experience, man, I tell you what, I threw out every dark joke imaginable with the funeral. I don't know why, but it was all coming out. And it was funny watching his uh, sales process because I went into it knowing like, okay, this is a sales process, right? This guy has to do that. So I'm like, I am looking forward to actually kind of seeing that. And so watching him kind of feel it out, like, okay, how are they going to handle this morning? Right. And it was my grandfather and I, and both him and I are are both like joke throwers. And so once he realized we were like dark humor type people, he was like, all right, I'll get with you guys. I'll throw some dark humor out with you. I got some good ones. I don't know. I was just, it it was uh, like, there was one where I guess, (laughs) I don't know why I talk about this, but one of the things that you could build a crib where the family stacked up on top of each other Mm -hmm. there. And I was like, oh, that's an incentive to stay in shape all your life, you know? And he was like, God damn, dude.
0: <laughs> they rearranged the pyramid, right? You're like, do, are you like, yeah, do
1: you, do you get rearranged based off your size as you go along? And then there was like... <laughs>
0: you just need someone was... to have like a, a late-term miscarriage for the pinnacle of the pyramid, though, because yeah. it's got to get... It's kind of trend in a skinny direction.
1: Is there like a lever in there where you pull that person to the top and slide <laughs> them in and, <laughs> and go to the bottom? <laughs> and then there was uh there was like a whole a crypt there that said Tucci. And I was like, oh, it's Gucci's cousin, Tucci. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did you find the sales process, though? I mean, like, was he, uh, you know, uh, he was well or? I'm glad we had the person that
1: we had because he, he'd he been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And uh my, my grandfather called him. He's like, I don't want to work with a used car salesman here. <laughs> That's the worst thing to call like a salesperson. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and the guy like, I'm not a used car salesman. But he kept throwing that jab at grandfather the rest of the time. He's like, you started it. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> Uh, but he but it was good it was very professional you could see him just moving things along throughout yeah. the process uh just knowing what to ask what to deal you know it, it was good i'm glad we had who we have because my grandfather is an engineer it was very like contract i want to look at things stuff like that and he was able to answer all the questions if we would have had a new person it would have been we would have been there forever calling managers and shit so yeah. it was awesome the only time he tried to upsell was when he took us to like the nicer part of mm-hmm. Of the of the place. He was like, if you want, like, there's this thing. And it was just nice to see it. There was a piece of property there though that was worth $2.5 million. It was the most expensive land that you buy for family burial. And I asked him that. I was like, hey man, like what does that sales process entail? What is, what's going into that? And he goes, Oh, that's if someone's wanting that piece of land, they've been searching for it for the like multi-generational family burial. And that's not like a really a sales process. That's like, hey, we're coming to look, and if it's not what we want, we're gonna continue on. But if it's what we want, we'll buy it, type of situation. Right. So that was pretty It had like a moat around it. It was like a little piece of land with a moat around it. And you just put a bunch of land. Two point five million just for the land to bury your family on. I was like, that's nuts. But cool part is Bob Ross is buried there on that in that place. I was like, all right, cool. She gets to look mean, at paintings all was that life. on the
0: billboard when you went in, by the way? Like the <laughs> Also known for, <laughs> as seen on TV. Well, I asked him about
1: the Pokemon thing, because remember the Pokemon Go? They were everywhere. Well, cemeteries yeah. were well known for it because they had all the sculptures. Uh-huh. And in the game, like sculptures and stuff can pick up as Pokemon stops or whatever. And so it was a big problem. He goes, no, but we got people come looking for Bob Ross <laughs> all the time. So you got to be careful of those guys, but it's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. We went through the sales process when my dad passed and dude i was so unimpressed with uh the the chick that ran stuff the guy that we had was all right it was just odd because i was kind of the point man for our family because one brother is in jail the other brother i guess you know just whatever family trusted me so we're sitting there and the guy keeps directing all the questions to my older brother and i was like <laughs> hey man i'm i'm literally paying for this and he's like yeah yes sir And just keeps going back. And I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever, you know. I'll just kind of hang back until we really have to make decisions. And then we're hanging out in the lobby. And my brother and I are handling it all right. We're going from crying to laughing, crying and laughing. And um, the lady comes out, I guess, like the director. I don't know. I just remember how much gold she had on her fingers. Like one of those, (laughs) like, Karen Bobs, too, you know. And... Was we this had, in the panhandle? In, up the panhandle. There in the panhandle? Yeah. I had a Rolex on, had multiple like gaudy gold rings, and was just like trying to console us for all of three seconds before she's like, So where's your father being buried? And I was like, He's not, you know, we're doing a cremation. She was like, Oh, where are you laying his ashes? I was like, I don't know. Next to like a natty pack or something, like on the beach in a fucking toilet. I don't know. I haven't made it that far. Like, dude's (laughs) right over there trying to just say my piece. And she's like, well, don't you think it'd be nice for the family to have, like, a plot to come visit after he's gone? My brother starts, like, shaking his head. He's like, yeah, that would be nice. And I was like, no. That's why they were talking to your brother. (laughs) They could see it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, how much would that be? I was like, I got the answer right here. Don't give a fuck. Actually. Like much would that be hey where's your credit card (laughs) that's how much that is (laughs) I mean when dude passed I was like all right you know we gotta figure this out because it was pretty sudden for us and so I could start calling around I was like three thousand dollars to light my father on fire and they're like sir what I'm like I'm just making sure I'm hearing you correctly I'm a sobbing mess and you're charging me three thousand dollars to burn this body they're like to cremate him yes sir. no, no, Man. no. It's $3,000 to get rid of this problem.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just want to clarify.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I made so many problems for my father. It is very befitting that getting rid of his body is not my problem. I get it. It's on me for sure. And my uncles called me and you know they're like, what are you talking about? Like, Of course, we're paying for everything. Like, This is not yeah. your problem. I was like, all right, yeah, I get that. But still at that point, I thought it, I was paying for everything. So at some point my brother brought up my brother brought up that uh, my dad was well, somebody owed him a favor or whatever. So I call that funeral home and they're like, How can we help you? I'm like, hey, my dad just died. They're like, oh I'm so sorry. I'm like, is this guy the owner of the place? They were like, Yeah, actually, how do you know that? I'm like, I think he owes my dad a favor. They're like, <laughs> okay. So I talked to the owner of the funeral home and he was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we'll do it. It costs. And it was like $800. You're like, what favor was that? Oh no. My dad would fix shit all the time for oh, people. He, he, had tractors he had a list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my
1: dad did that too. Okay. Most I of Panama city
0: owed my dad a favor. Cause he would just be like, just buy me a drink. And it's like, dude, you're an alcoholic. Like that doesn't count. Like, what do you-? <laughs> they give it to you for free. You got, a, <laughs> you got a punch stamp there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dad. Mean it. You know it. But yeah, that process is just like I can't think of probably another place that would have more emotion in a sales process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's definitely like uh, if you don't plan it in advance, they got you by the balls for sure. Like mm-hmm. type of place. Like they they and and uh, I feel like though if we would have been, it didn't seem like you did a lot of upselling. I know that like we were already, it wasn't though the the conversation was already going in. We're not spending up here. We're not down here either. Like upper middle, you know, like once he heard that, I think you already knew he was probably getting a nice commission check off of
0: it. But what do you think the commission is?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be pretty, I mean, limited space. You're dealing with what you got. So you got to constantly upsell the situation, you know? So based off of this, you're going to be upselling. I wonder if you get more on the upsells than you do the actual plot because they're already going to get it anyways. It was interesting, to say the least, like going through that and then looking at the company too. The company that owns that land is a publicly traded company. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, I didn't even realize that. So there, I guess there's just one big industry that takes care of it all, SCI or something like that.
0: Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be an odd job to have an
1: odd job but i feel like once you get good at it it's probably like a good repeating
0: business you think yeah you're just like
1: i'm just i'm just you got to be really good at fucking reading people though like reading the room on those types of situations but there were some misses on this right like i i tested them on a couple things i'll tell you that this there was a couple things I, i threw out there just to see how good of a salesman this guy was one of them um, we were going through the process and I go, Hey, uh, I'll throw his name out there. His name's Leon. I won't say where, but his name's Leon. And uh I went, Hey Leon, will you be with us throughout the entire process? Right? Like making sure everything's taken care of. I never saw him again after that day. He was around <sighs> and he made sure everything was set up and he made sure people were there. But he said he would he would be making sure he made everything unless unless it was a Sunday he goes to church. Mm-hmm. Bye. Didn't see him again, so I was like, mm. Strike one. There was another scenario where something popped up. And I was like, that's strike two on my part. So I'm like, I got to deal with you again, man. We, we paid for two plots here, not one. So <laughs> 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 I'm the guy <laughs> that you'll be talking to again.
0: That so. is the weird thing about like getting older, though, is uh, taking on responsibilities that I guess some of them you see coming where you're like, hey, I'm ready to buy a house if you're planning mm-hmm. for a kid you're like we're planning for this the death is just one of those where it it comes when it comes you can it comes when it comes and it man it was it was it was interesting
1: going through all that cuz you're like it was such a, a a point in my life where you know most people aren't handling this when they're younger they usually have family members that are taking care of these situations and i think uh I was there to help my family because they already were going through a lot taking care of her so I kind of came in at the end and wanted to help out as much as I can and I'm glad I did but man I it just seeing like they the, them letting me do it was just like oh this is this is what that is of like passing this is a torch. very much when when people are thinking about passing the torch and then when you're talking you know I was thinking about like if I when I'm talking with my kids in the future and those moments when you're like you know, you'll find out one day. It's mm-hmm. hard to explain, type of situation. Yeah. I never. This was one of those moments I truly never understood that 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 comment until like this all happened. I was like, we can't. I can't really show you. You can't really talk to it, but you'll see it one day. Yeah, and you're like, oh, there it is. That's what this looks like, and it was it was interesting too, just going through the process of thinking about the afterlife and what goes on you know, we had the priests come and and do their thing. And, and, but for, for me, it was kind of interesting, just like what I've done, honestly, through psychedelics and a lot of other things of just kind of seeing the other side of things and trying to understand it. It really kind of helped me through a lot of this process of like, I know she's going to a better place. There is a whole better world on the other side from here, you know, yeah, and she's not going to be suffering anymore from what she was. So. It helped me through that and it's helped me through a lot of other situations, understanding that. But yeah, it was, that was hard. And then haven't dealt with my house at all during that whole time. So the past like two weeks, my house has just been like how flood water bullshit sitting in the house.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'll make it back there at some point and handle all of that. <laughs> Now's about the time where that starts to become an issue issue.
1: Yeah, now I'm starting to, like, I'm, I've been cleaning up. I've been mopping up everything. I'm going to have to start cutting down some drywall here pretty soon for the side part of the house. But I'm just cleaning up everything, wiping down everything. You pick up something, you're like, oh, that touch water. Throw that out. But, man, I tell you what, the, the hardest loss that I saw, and this is nobody's fault at all about it because it's just the floods, but, man, I left my Bobby Bowden signed picture on the ground. It was just in a box, and that box got wet, and then it got up into the picture and ruined the sign Bobby Bowden thing. I was like, dang it. You know? I really like mm. that thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. When stuff like that happens, man. You're just like <sighs> Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Feel you're the just rage like... as much as you can for like five minutes, like really let it in. Let it in, and then you're like There you go.
1: It was a it was a thing, an object. Who cares? You know, mm-hmm. but I got this bad boy, and it's still there. And I got this bad boy, it's still there. And I got my other paintings; they're all still good.
0: So well, I'm, funny I'm enough, on on that same topic, I signed up for therapy the other day. Um, I think about signing up for that too, just for
1: mental awareness.
0: Something, <laughs> right? Like I was literally sitting uh, on the couch the other day, and I just, uh, I. Felt like a foreign substance start drip down on my cheek, and I was like, "I'm crying." I just kind of like looked. No one's around. I was like, "This is a symptom of something. I need to address." I was and I just I started asking myself some questions. I was like, "Hey, what's going on right now?" And the I just body pushing this out. <laughs>
1: hey man, dude, that's just, just Just
0: just going to push that one out. <laughs> just pushing it out, you know. So uh, you know that was one thing. Kind of going back to Burning Man um, when we were in the temple where everyone mm-hmm. like you know offers their letters and memorabilia and whatnot, says goodbyes. I was cool until I wasn't. I thought about my dad. And I think that was the first time since he died that I was able to cry about it. I could be wrong, but for sure in in memory of like feeling the emotions of him passing and not like, not trying to joke about it, right? Not trying to deflect the emotion, just really allowing myself to feel. And I, I was sobbing in that temple and I thought about it and I was like, I don't. Cry. Like that's a thing. I I had that awareness about a year ago when I was uh at my sister's house. I was in the shower and I thought about my dad because I was back in Panama City and there was something came up that made me think of him. And I was so sad and I wanted to cry. And then I got mad because I wasn't crying and I, I wanted to feel sad, but then the sad transmuted into anger. And I tried to feel the anger and it just it was this fucking carousel of emotions that didn't know how to come out. And um, hmm. when I was sitting on the couch the other day, I was like, I think I've gotten really good at compartmentalization, but I've noticed other symptoms crop up in life when the compartmentalization thing isn't working out and it turns into distraction or lack of presence, fiddling, uh, nail biting, you know, there's just all these other things you don't think about consciously until you're looking for them. And then. I was like, hey, you know what? Um, had a buddy that suggested BetterHelp that app, mm-hmm. so I signed up for it. And I get you know two free calls, or whatever. I still haven't. I've signed up. I need. I'm taking action. They're sending me text, so they got good automation. Because I'm like, yeah, this <laughs> is. I need the. Hey, dude you. You said you wanted this. Uh, yeah. You know. I just don't, I don't I just don't want like therapy yeah. therapy. I want someone to be like listen, be like how's it make you feel, and then like okay, here's some steps to do something about that. Like I would like like a little bit of a man logic, not just I need to process emotions. I need to talk about shit, but yeah, there's, there's only so much talking I can do before I'm like, where the fuck is this going? You know.
1: It's funny you say that. I've always had an issue, not an issue, I guess trouble crying too. Like I've never had it come up to cry. I've always been able to push things down pretty well. And there's been even moments in my life where my partner has always been like, why are you not sad right now? This is like a sad thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's part of life, I, this, <laughs> you know, type of situation. And they're like pissed. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I got work in three hours. That's something I'm thinking about at the moment. And then I got <laughs> to right. go do this other thing and, and come back, you know, the, 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 uh, yeah. One of the few times I've actually like broke down and cry was, When I went and saw my my family member that uh, was on my dad's side, I never knew my grandfather, and this was like the last person that knew my grandfather well. And I went and interviewed interviewed her, and she was in the hospice, basically nursing home. And I came out of there after interviewing. I got to interview her for two days, and uh, came out of there, and just like I knew it was the last time I was ever going to see her, and it was the first time seeing her learning like all this information about my family from like way way back. And then at the end, just knowing it was the last time I was going to see her, I just like broke down in my car. I don't know where it came from, what it was. It was just something it was like, that was heavy, <laughs> like, getting all that information. And then just knowing like, that's the last time I'll ever see mm-hmm. that person. And like knowing I, I was the last person that she was the last like connection to that world of my family. And I was able to get that information. Yeah, I I, I understand where you're coming from. I probably need that better help too. <laughs>
0: I think I get a referral code, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. today's episode is sponsored by How to Cry. I cry.
1: I always wonder that though. With getting getting those, is I always feel like sometimes when people are going searching for a therapist or someone to help get help them, they always look for someone that'll agree with them instead of being the person that's like just trying to help. You're yeah. Not someone that's trying to agree, and then they're like, "Yeah, you're you're right. That's right." Or da, da da da. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want to be told I'm right. I just need to be told I'm a little normal. I guess maybe that's normal. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, there's different um, styles of therapy, and um, you know, psychoanalytical approaches. And that... have you seen the documentary slash film? I don't. know, Yeah, it's film, but uh, Jonah Hill and, um, his therapist. No, I know what you're talking about though. I just clicked in my head. I I've heard that's really, really good. It's really good. Really good. I mean, his approach is, you know, more of like the self-help where he's like, he got frustrated with the kind of the the dogma and and the typical practices of therapy where it's just kind of reflective questions Mm -hmm. and, um, and and that's the thing that like, just when it comes to emotions, it it for I don't know if it'd be all encompassing emotions, but specifically just like touchy feely emotions for sure. It's been a all the way on or all the way off faucet. And after now Abby and I officially being married, like one of the things I realized is hey, there's an opportunity here to navigate some nuance and understand how to Not just compartmentalize on or off, but feel because I'm trying to really wrap my head around and I'm not looking for completeness, not trying to get the end of the rainbow on women's emotions, but just allowing emotion and understanding that the emotion's cool and being kind of grounded. But
1: well, I feel like you and I came from a world where there wasn't time really for emotions. Right. There wasn't time, like we had, I know both of our dads were like, we got shit we got to do, you know, don't do, you know, we don't have time to play video games. We got to go out and do the chores. We got to do this. We got yard work. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then same thing. If we ever saw that type of thing come out where we should bring out emotions. I feel like my, I don't know about your dad. My dad really didn't show too many emotions about that, but we got right back, you know, daily life right afterwards. There wasn't really a time of mourning. And so from there, I just always thought like, okay, that's how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Just like keep that shit down, get back to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, who knows what kind of like weird self-defensive or deflective mechanisms are born in that kind of environment. Because I mean, yeah, for sure. My family was a handshakes over hugs kind of family like on my father's side. And that's been one of the really interesting journeys watching Kel. Now that he's sober, especially being sober after prison, but like being out of prison, Mm. wanting to work through emotion. And for a bit, like I was having to kind of reflect back some stuff to him, especially inside relationships where I was like, hey, man, like. You're not emotionally retarded to the level you were when you went in prison, but if you're not encountering scenarios that like force you to change your perspective that you grow through, like maturity isn't an age it's a constant decision mm-hmm. of learning and growing because you'll meet 40-year-olds that definitely don't have the emotional capacity of some 25-year-olds
1: that's true and you we've know? run into a lot of them
0: <laughs> so i think it's just one of those stages now where i'm like okay hey like if we're if we're married like I, I i want to be able to empathize with emotion i want to be able to show emotion more like that's something that i think is really um really attractive to abby is when i show and explain you know like she'll say stuff like can you believe we're married and my dumb ass would say yeah <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you know she's so, like <laughs> can you believe it's finally here yeah i planned it why wouldn't i why Dave's, wouldn't i believe it's here
1: that's the day we've been yeah you were you not expecting that <laughs>
0: <laughs> versus you know when we had like the sun coming up on the playa and you know we had taken some love chemicals and are just like profusely uh you know letting all these emotions and and thoughts come pouring out she's like where where is this side of you and i'm like because nothing's changing here it's, mm-hmm. it's the same me Right. It's not like these are new thoughts. They're just coming out. So there, there's a connection there, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a roundabout way, trying to just explain, like there, there's something there. There's that I, I want to bridge and be able to access more frequently and flip mm-hmm. back because as a man, I also think that on the other side of the coin is being grounded. Compartmentalizing, moving forward and executing because that's our role. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion of our role. And that's the role I'm choosing to find for myself is like, I don't want to fucking live in emotion. It honestly, it sounds fucking terrible to be like a victim of my emotions all the time, but I would like to be able to shake their hand and be like, yeah, what do you think about this? Hmm. Yeah. It,
1: it's so funny. You mentioned that it's something I'm trying to learn how to do too. Same thing. You know, I can't believe this is coming up. Yeah. Anything else? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all coming up, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. And, and there's times too, where I, I start opening up more and she's like, I should love it too. And I'm starting to pick that up on that up more and more too. And I want to do that as well. And it's just, it's just interesting trying to flip that switch, you know, try to shut the, shut the, the, the person that you portray to the world, I guess, off, because you're so, you're trying to get things done and you don't want people to take advantage of you. You don't want people to think you're, easy, you know, to to when you now are in those moments with your partner to where like that should be shut off because this person, you want them, you want them to be let in. You want them to show that you're easy to talk to and easy to connect with. And that's something, yeah, that's something I'm working through too, of trying to do that. and And she recognizes it for sure. See, I'm trying to do that. I mean, we're getting married, so I assume she she does.
0: Abby <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, I did that the other night where we were having a tip. And it was the definition of a tiff, right? Not a big deal. Um, one of the frames that we're working on right now is not just like saying what I'm what you mean, but working through clearly defining when it's a bluff. And when it's not mm. right, because mm-hmm. then I because then I don't know what to trust, right? If you're just saying something because that's how you feel in the moment, but that's not what you're really going to act on, then mm-hmm. defining that so that you can just express how you feel, but I can still fucking drag your ass to breakfast, even though, you know, I made us <laughs> late or whatever. I don't know. And so the other night uh, we were in a tiff because I wanted to do something. She genuinely didn't care and was trying to express that to me. But I was emotional at this point because I felt like I was being told what to do, and so she had the awareness to like bring the RPMs down and was like, "Colin, like I, I really don't care. You're you're getting frustrated because you think I don't hear you. You're not hearing me. I'm just saying, do whatever you're gonna do. Just tell me what you're gonna do. Don't ask for permission because I don't care." And so it, somehow that got through my dense brick of a head but i'm still emotional and so i'm like well, fine thank you for really uh <laughs> being the bigger one here because i needed that she was like all, all right so you're good and i'm like yeah i'm just i don't know i'm fired up still she's like yeah you're just emotional but like you know i love you i don't care and i'm like fuck <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> Do we have the same type of conversations with her? I swear to God, we're not going through that too. They're both the same way. Like, her and I both, because I don't know. I've never found anyone or talked to anyone like Chrissy that was about as hard headed as I am. So,
0: if you can just, just I like, mean, if you can find someone that put up with your shit, that that's all it is at the end of the day. It's like, um, I don't know, man. Are you excited? To officially get married i mean I oh don't yeah know, without like oh yeah i'm excited to get no, married but... i'm excited it's funny a lot of people
1: with everything going on lately this year like her and i have, have it's been a rough year for both of us for a lot of different many reasons so it's it's so funny people are like so, where are you excited for the wedding and it's like it's almost like a reminder to both of us i'm like oh yeah we're getting. we've been planning that thing that we're doing you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, people are like, "When's the honeymoon?" And we're like, "Honeymoon!" Like, we don't. There hasn't been a time to think about that, you know. So you we guys haven't planned like, a honeymoon? No, we've got a few ideas. But we haven't even planned that. Um, we've been we've been planning this wedding because we've got people coming from all over the world to this thing too, as well. I think Greece, Bulgaria, London, Canada, all over the U.S. coming to this thing. Um, Trying to get that, her family's coming in, friends coming in. So she's been working trying to plan that. And uh yeah, it's just been a crazy and it's just like life stowing stuff at each of us of dealing mm-hmm. with stuff, family health issues on both sides. We both got into car accidents. So we both had like our own You got in car accidents? Our... Yeah, I got in a car accident earlier this year. She did too. And mine was like we were <laughs> this car would not go in front of us. We were in St. Pete. It just wouldn't go. And I'm like creeping forward. And the car behind me, she was dealing with her all of her kids. Just like she had a taller car. So she looked up and just saw the green light and just gunned it right into the back of my car. <laughs> and She was super cool about it. Like she was like, that's my fault. Her grandma was in the car too. Like everything. Was oh, just like, no. It was a whole car full of distractions that she had. Yeah. So. And she was cool, her insurance her care of it. It was, you know, thank God it was like a scenario it worked out great. But it was at a time we're trying to work on the rental property, trying to get it up and running too early this
0: year. So it was just like
1: one thing after another earlier this year. It was fun times.
0: But. I will say the sooner you can plan the honeymoon, like even just uh Narrowing it down to something like concrete, and then figure out the whatever. Like that was the thing that no one really gave us guidance on. Was everyone was like elope? Definitely, wish we would have done that. um But the the thing that I think we would have appreciated support on is like carving out just intentional time for a honeymoon so you feel like you're turning turning the page like you guys have this ceremony though so i think that that'll be yeah
1: well well it, it's just that my company i just started with they've given me all this time off to do the backpacking trip and then all this time off for my family she just started with her new company they gave her a bunch of time
0: off for this as well they're going to saying that the ceremony is going to be the special thing so the ceremony
1: won't... will be and we and we definitely know like We'll, we're, we're gonna plan a pretty solid honeymoon next year it's just like we need to let our pto kind of catch up oh, i everything. get it i just and think they,
0: if, if anyone listening if you're getting a lope, like yeah. that's the only thing i would have changed Mm-mm. is intentional honeymoon time because either, with either it's a ceremony or a honeymoon or something that feels a little bit more like entering a new era mm-hmm. and I, I didn't make that connection but you know we got a really good story out of it Burning Man really tried to shit all over that. So,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a pretty awesome story, uh, in, in 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 general. Now being there, I'm sure was a whole different thing. Everybody,
0: you know, loves the story, and I I love it too. Um, I th- it is just one of those. I more... saw the
1: tears of joys in that one or two second part that they were able to catch.
0: Yeah, the, the, the longer, uh, the, the further we get away from it. You know, the more beautiful the patterns seem, and um yeah, I don't know. But we'll we'll do it right next year because I'm dragging <laughs> your ass next year. I mean, that's a thing. As long as there's no
1: hurricanes, as there is Dude, no hurricane, I'll be there. If yeah. there's a hurricane, I'm just gonna put put take a bulldozer and bulldoze outside. this town. Just leave it and telling people to pick it up. While I'm gone because. God dang. I think I'm going to get one of those. Uh, I've looked at those aqua dams. I'm going to look at one of those aqua dams and put around the house. <laughs> and see whatever that is about. But <laughs> What's crazy is they're not even hurricanes. They're like the outer perimeter of, the hur- of a, a tropical storm or a hurricane catches. And it just catches the high tide perfectly. It's not even like the hurricane itself.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was must have been a fair amount of water to get up in your house, like a couple inches and stuff. That was fair amount of water.
1: Fair amount of water. The rest of the neighborhood was screwed. I mean, it was all the way down. FEMA was here. It was a natural disaster. They 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 announced it. So like it was pretty serious here for sure. And uh it's just funny, everyone's getting their house done. And I'm I come back and now I'm working on my house. getting everything right.
0: When do you see yourself wanting to potentially move, you think?
1: Oh, as soon as this house is done and up and ready to go, we're finding a bigger house for sure out of this neighborhood. This is going to be turned into a rental immediately. I'm pretty much as soon as this bathroom's done, I'm going to do some outside maintenance. And then I'm going to have the floors not taken up and redone. I found a company that knows how to refurbish original hardwood floors. Yeah. You have them do that. And while <clears throat> that's all happening, I'm going to go, we're going to go find a bigger house for sure. Yeah. In the that's area. What yeah. Because then, then we'll end up with three properties under our name after that.
0: So under
1: our business, I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. I'm like, you know, I was talking about, uh, that house in Tampa. I'm like, I kind of wish I didn't sell it. I mean, with Gasworks coming in now, I, if I would have known that if that permitting would have been approved, I probably would have held the house. <laughs> But, Tampa Tampa's not a bad area either, especially over there in like the
1: Channel Side area. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, nice.
1: I like St. Pete though. St. Pete's got everything you want, need, and it's right here. <laughs> go to beach,
0: go downtown. I'm really curious to see what happens when that contract is up with the Rays. I, I don't see them renewing it. Uh,
1: there's there it's there's two plans behind it. The biggest one was, of course, turning into. Luxury con- condos and stuff like that, and building a big park. And the other one was tearing it completely down. The city buys it out, and they turn it into a massive park.
0: There, which is what they should do. That's so what they honestly should do. what they should do.
1: Yeah, why not? Like, the, if the city has been giving tax money to these this owner the whole time to take care of the stadium, I think they owe it to the people to tear it down because it's in the heart. It's in the yeah. heart right there next to downtown. Why not turn it into a nice, beautiful park with a lake in it?
0: Oh, it'd be awesome because of money that's why and fuck you and fuck me Um, (laughs) that's why actually if i had to succinctly answer that one um same thing here in austin like they're they were trying to turn zilker park which is like our mainstay park Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the the thing in new york in manhattan what is that The, the big uh park area Oh, central park central park right yeah so that's zilker is kind of like austin central park where it's got the beautiful skyline of downtown and um you know open fields and it's just so beautiful they were wanting to turn that into another outdoor music auditorium or whatever and uh one of the hippies that i play ultimate frisbee with she led the charge she's a journalist and got like they tried to do it overnight they did do it overnight they did a closed vote to move it into like the next whatever Whoa. at like one in the morning. And then they were like trying to expedite like Live Nation and uh these other companies like Envision were coming in and it was like a hundred and ten million dollar investment package they were trying to pass. And within like wow. two, three weeks they were they were voting on this. And they got like fifteen thousand signatures and I think it bloomed up to you know more than that. And tons of people showed up. So they had to move the hearing again so it could be a bigger public hearing. And eventually enough enough people led by the hippies were like, fuck you. So they settled for professionally getting it what, done. Getting uh getting us paid parking at the park now. So you gotta pay seven dollars to park at the park. I'm like, Where's that money going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's that seven dollars going to everything actually i i bitched about it while i was parking and some guy that like clearly is up on like local news and stuff um he just i was just bitching to myself i'm like where the fuck is this money going and he just chimed in he was like oh just so you know um we voted on that like we we passed that as the citizens of austin we said yeah sure let's do it he goes i read that fucker it uh it doesn't have to go anywhere it's just Slush fund, so it could literally go right into the pockets of the committee that voted for it, that that nominated the bill. I'm like, so so it's a lobbyist fund, basically. Sweet, that's what I love to hear.
1: (laughs) Love it, love it, baby, Texas, be the man. It's a nice big old lobbyist fund, man. Austin, Texas, is going to be an interesting place over the next few years to see what happens. Like to see, no, Austin, Austin, Texas, because like so many people are moving there. It is insane. Like it's
0: well, peak, it's, peak house prices are down. I think ten percent this year. Um, well, it's because the I saw another the people infographic. Find mortgages that... are down.
1: No one wants to. Uh, the, there was that flush of everyone moving out of California and uh, Oregon and and Washington, and now that flush is pretty much done. Now they got to actually work to try to attract people to come there. <laughs> you know, technology. Technology, um, good, it's bad, welcome back. Sorry about that, folks. I mean, we'll you cut it off they, for whatever they reason. They
0: didn't even notice. They don't even know. They that's don't right, know the that's remote. the awesome like, part about
1: They didn't even notice except the random stop and start again. What about so, the jet? So there is a random jet that went missing yesterday. You no, know, today, around like 2 o'clock over South Carolina, the guy ejected from the, it was a, an F10, what's the, what's the most popular Fighter jet right now an F ten or F thirty five I don't know something like that most popular or newest the newest like most That's expensive F thirty five F thirty five is the most technologically advanced and I guess the guy ejected but when he ejected it was in like hidden mode <sighs> when he ejected and it was in autopilot and it just kept going after he ejected and the government's like we don't know where that went and so they put out a hotline and everything to like the public of like please help us find this no fighter way. jet. Yeah, like they've literally really taught, released everyone like, we have lost a fighter jet and we need help finding this if you could let us know.
0: Holy cow, how does that happen? It's just a fighter jet going across the sky. <laughs> like, imagine that there was lost to like South Carolina or something. They're like, but I don't understand. He ejected and it kept flying. Like a Yeah, I don't know why eject. he, he would have ejected. I've heard
1: numerous things of like it was hacked and it, some, something ejected him out of, huh. the, out of there. I saw that report, but I don't know why he would have ejected out of it. It was too flying. Now, if there was two flying, why didn't the other one follow it? <laughs> and Be like, oh, we should I follow think... that jet. <laughs> That's on autopilot. Shoot
0: it down. Oh, I don't know. That's so wild. Yeah. Uh, Talk about conspiracy theory. Dude, speaking of conspiracy theories, last night, Abby and I were digging into some really juicy ones, and the one that, I tell you what, just like gets me every time is when people think like aliens are living among us. And I'm like, okay, sure. It, it's easy to make make a case for it until you get to maybe like lizard people. Then I'm like, all right, I gotta draw a line somewhere. And then, <laughs> oh, how about uh, UFOs routinely visiting us? And I'm like, so in the 60s, we had the, the Blackbird, is that what it was? The, the spy plane, the Blackbird? Yeah. Flying Mach 2, 60,000 feet, being mm-hmm. able to take pictures of Soviet newspapers, and we could read the newspapers. Stealthy. The, Didn't oh, even know
1: they were up there. 60s. Yeah.
0: It's not like we stopped developing stuff. Without telling the general public. Yep, you know, stop right there. We don't need anything else. <laughs> not like the government's like, all right, now I mean, we're good. Nah. We'll, we'll develop like cooler, like planes and that's it. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> they're the ones that have little cubes that just go, boop, 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 yeah, up, yeah. Up 800 feet, down 800 feet within a second and oscillate around in different directions that we're like, how's that happening? It's like, Dude, Navy pilots are not going to be told what's going on in some dungeon in the middle of the desert that guys that were unfortunate enough to be born with a super high IQ but were in foster care and got raised by the government agencies to just do the bidding Mm -hmm. of rocket scientists or however they recruit. They're not going to be telling Navy pilots what the fuck they're demoing in the middle of the Mm -hmm. ocean. Like The UFOs are us, but at the same breath, we are the aliens. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Yeah. Well,
1: Bob Lazar was the closest one that got to that, I would say. That, like, as far as, like, a citizen.
0: But can that you trust it?
1: To- I mean, his story has never changed. You know, he's always told the same story over and over, very consistent. He's done his, he never got any money off of it, maybe until recently, uh, when he-, he made his book. Yeah, which just tells basically the same thing he's been saying over and over, anyways. Um, I don't know. that's the closest one. What he, the way he describes it, though, makes sense on how it works and how the engine works, and they just they they couldn't figure out how to back engineer it. Oh, well, makes pretty good sense to me.
0: So, if you think, and here's another weird thing: if you think, let's say, since at least 1960, maybe a little bit earlier, 1950, right? if some weird alien-type shit's been going on, like, definitely since the 60s, like, since America is, like, cemented as world superpower, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, craft lands in Brazil. Is America just going down there and being like, hey, that's ours now? They're like, no, it's ours. And we'll be like, that's cute. But we're taking this back wherever the fuck we want. You think that's the kind of situation going on? Because other countries aren't really, like, commenting. They might. I mean, they might do that and they just keep their, because how how,
1: how how often does Brazilian social media reach your news feed or reach your feed, you know? So if they start reporting stuff, how much of it's actually making its way up here? If yeah. something were to land down there and it gets recovered by America. Yeah. Also, we're such a superpower. We just go to the Brazilian government and be like, we're just going to take that.
0: Well, that's back. what I'm saying. I mean, like... <laughs> or if some something landed in some um uh, Middle Eastern country right cuz mm-hmm. we have all these forward operating bases and you know who knows with the space force and the you know the kind of technology that we have just orbiting earth um we know when anything moves especially related to nuclear anything anywhere oh, in the right. world we know where it's going on um that was also one of the weird things the dude that was opposition leader for Russia, the in the Communist Party, the you know, the guy that got poisoned or whatever. Putin's yeah. dudes poisoned him. So when he blew open that that um, crazy expensive mansion that Putin had, has, it was like hundreds of millions of dollars. You could, they had a fucking cave he could park his sub in. <laughs> <laughs> As a world leader,
1: that's kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: pretty super villain. That's pretty.
1: I mean, are you really a supervillain if you don't have a parking spot? Right? How funny! How funny would that be too? Is if like just a as the icing on a cake when he got out of his sub, he had like a little meter. He put a coin in, <laughs> he got
0: out. I imagine. Keep filling that up for me, Bobby. <laughs> I, I mean, some sometimes I genuinely wonder. I guess like if you have a super high drive. It it makes sense to keep playing the game, but like after you get hundreds of millions of dollars, like what, what are you doing? Well, who knows?
1: Did you see they met with North Korea recently? That was interesting. Russia? right? Yeah, Putin and Kim Jong-un met together. Like what's going on? There's all these uh, African young men that are ending up at our border right now. And Africa and China and Russia both uh, made a pact with Africa not long ago. And now all, all of a sudden there's all these African men ending up at our borders at the southern border sneaking in. What's going on there?
0: Geopolitics is such a weird one. Mm-hmm. Especially after the nuclear age. Have you seen Oppenheimer? Awesome movie. Got to great watch movie. that. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie! Everything
1: they did with it. I'm glad I got to watch IMAX too.
0: I didn't get to see IMAX. It was good. It was good. I'm glad I did. I thought about taking. You didn't need IMAX for for most of it until the end, but (laughs) right. It was good. The end will blow your socks off, right? (laughs) Yeah. So after the nuclear era, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like honestly, you know, at this point, it's a race towards a quantum computer because then all encryption keys are just irrelevant in the world, as well as being able to process information in, in a manner that mankind's never, ever seen. Um, what else? Like well, that's, I think that's the opposite energy. of, like, we're not
1: using nukes because that I think all countries kind of realize that that kind of hurts things more than it gets what you want out of right. it, right? But going after your enemy's infrastructure is probably the next thing. Like have cyber you seen warfare. have you seen the past week, week and a half about how Vegas has been under Vegas, a cyber attack? right. Yeah. It's been crazy, shutting down everything. MGM mm-hmm. got attacked across the entire country. Every one of their properties got hit. Now imagine that. They have they're getting access to all that information. They're shutting down all the the slot machines, which is crazy that it's connected to the internet. But they're getting access to all those and shutting down everything. It's like, what if they got Who knows if they actually got into something like a city's electrical system? You know, all of a sudden, if you get, if the, if Teslas are getting hooked up into the electrical system, I don't know if that, how this is how that works, but if they hack the electrical system, then they're able to get into your Teslas, be boom, all of a sudden, all your shit's done.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. That's that's the fear, you know, and then we got a lot of, of, really a lot of smart people working on, uh, solutions, but,
1: I read a story of about years ago uh I guess I don't know who, what, who someone one of the Vegas owners of the one of the big resorts there said something it was shortly after 9/11 said something about um either Saudi Arabia or Afghanistan like all uh, like said something really bad about them it was like kind of it was very racist about them that they caused this and so a spy system in one of those countries hacked his hotel and shut it all down just to be like we're watching you. Like, don't say shit about us like that. Rightfully so. Just you for, know. you know, but think about that. Just for being like,
0: hey. A racist we're, piece we're, of shit.
1: For being a piece of shit rightfully deserved, but also being like, we're watching. Like, yeah. there's all these hacker groups all watching. And I guess they all, I mean, they all, in it, they're in it for the money, of course. Hacking, pay us ransom so you can get your shit back. But that's what Caesar's Palace did. They paid a ransom so they didn't have all these problems.
0: What do you think, what they have to pay? Because they're publicly...
1: It was, what I heard, it was uh, they were asking for $30 million, and I believe they negotiated down to $15 million. But that's just the first way, right? From what I've right. read about it, is these hackers will do multiple uh, ways of doing it. They'll go, hey, we'll hack you if you don't give us back, if you don't, if, if you don't pay us. So then, okay, you, we, you paid us, now we're not going to hack your system, but we have access to all this information. Now, if you want this information back, so you don't have to tell the people we have it, you have to pay us this much. Okay, now we're going to relieve it back to you, and I have to pay us not to do it again, because we already have it. You know, they said they got access to it, because they just called into the customer service line, asked for an employee, asked for some basic information, and they were able to hack the system. That's the way they said they got
0: in. Yeah, it's like uh, social engineering, right?
1: Wild. Wild how they're able to go after all that. And right before F1, too. This is interesting. Mm. Right before the F1 races are gonna happen there. So when is that? Uh fairly soon. I'm not quite they're pretty done almost with the Vegas F1 races. I'm so glad we have this now where we can use our phones instead of recording with our phones. <laughs> Remember those days? Those were fun. <laughs> 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 November 19th, so it's coming up. Yeah, that's right there. It's going to be at 1 a.m.? Holy shit. Wow. That's going to be a night race.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty wild.
1: Are you thinking about when we're recording with our phones? trying to set it? <laughs> Yeah. Phones running oh. out of memory space or turning off accidentally or
0: someone calling during the middle of it. <laughs> We've come oh, so God. far. Now now we're going to be married. We uh, potentially have a studio on the horizon. Studio would be awesome. Studio you come back to San Pete, We get nice.
1: A, a nice studio. You just turn, you go in, flip the switch. Everything turns on. There's a cooler full of beer waiting.
0: Go right in. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and Make like... Oh, yeah. God bless America. <laughs> That's... That's what I want. That's what I
1: want right there. <laughs> That's what
0: I want. I watch for my problems to go away. <laughs> well, all right. If uh if you want your problems to go away, be sure to subscribe this episode. And uh, share it. Hey. Subscribe. Like it. Do whatever. Help us grow. We want to get bigger
1: people on here for you guys. We want to continue the guests. We're going to have some cool guests coming on here pretty soon, too. We're excited. If there's
0: any guests you guys would like to see, well, let us know. Maybe we'll give a fuck. All right, till next week, guys.